Welcome to The Peace Project. My name is Candace Miller, and I'm a life coach. In this podcast, me and my guest speakers talk about how you can have a better life. I hope you enjoy. Hello, and welcome to The Peace Project. I have a group of wonderful ladies here with me today. They are all life coaches, and I'm so excited to introduce them to you today. But first, I will talk a little bit about myself. My name is Candace Miller, and I am a women's life and mindset coach. I help women who are stuck in negative thoughts and ruminations really move past all of that to regain their peace and self-confidence. I'd like to just introduce to you the other women here and what they do, a little bit about them. Also, I'll share that I'm a mom of four kids. I've been married for 21 years, and I got into life coaching because I had been in counseling for many years, and my brain was just really, really stuck in negative thinking, really stuck in a rut. And so I was looking for something new to help me, and this has just been so good for me, and I have really tried to carry that message to other women as well. So Valerie, go ahead and introduce yourself. Hi, Candice. Hi, everybody. I am Valerie Conley, and I am a certified life coach. I spent the last 30 years of my life as in executive leadership roles. And in those roles, throughout multiple industries, I spent a lot of time coaching and developing other people. And what I learned about myself is that I love that piece of being a leader. I love that piece of being able to help and bring purpose to other people's lives. And so when I retired, one of my lifelong dreams was to coach other people. And that's how I got involved in becoming a certified life coach through the life coach school. But in my journey through that training and development piece to become a life coach, I discovered a program about weight loss and began a weight loss journey of my own because it was something that I had struggled with and found that what I really, really felt passionate about was helping other women to overcome their weight loss struggles so that they could permanently lose weight and stop worrying about what they ate and what they looked like and get on with living their lives. Thanks, Valerie. Next, I have the amazing Shannon. So excited for you and what you do. Hi, everyone. My name is Shannon Williams. I'm an interior designer turned architectural illustrator. So I teach upcoming inspiring interior designers to create all of their 3D documents all by hands. So we don't use a computer at all. We draw, we render, we sketch, we do it all by hand. I too am a certified life coach. I became a life coach because I found it very interesting how to manage my own thoughts as well as everyone else's. We are so judgmental in everything that we do just for our own selves. And I noticed that the people that I currently teach also have the same mind drama about just making a mark on the paper. So the life coaching has really helped me mentor them to get over their scarcity, their mind drama, and everything that comes with making a straight line. It's, it's very interesting. Shannon, you're also being very modest. I know that you've designed for some pretty big names out there. I don't know how much you can mention. I do. I do. I do some designs for a couple of TV shows currently right now. I've done for the Property Brothers. I've done for Magnolia. I've done for quite a bit of quite a bit of huge designers. 
some I can't mention under that that no no contract that I can't say anything about. But mm-hmm. I do a lot of work for a lot of high end interior designers as well. So sometimes there's also drama around interior designers who don't have time to learn and they just want me to do their architectural illustrations for them. And so I just take care of that for them. I take it off their plate. So it allows them to focus on their projects and not be so stressed about everything else. And when they get my illustration, they're at ease, they're at peace, and they know they can sell their design. So I'm just helping them in every way that I possibly can. Yeah, I love that. Kate from across the pond, she's in the UK. It's been so fun to get to know her and a little bit more about her culture. Tell us why that you became a coach and also is coaching still foreign in the UK? Firstly, yeah. Yeah, it is. You guys are like 10 years ahead of us in the UK. Yeah. I've introduced myself. My name's Kate Aldham. I'm a mom of two boys. I work full time as an air traffic controller and certifying as a life coach through the life coach school has been an absolute dream come true for me. I had no idea how much I would get out of it on a personal level, as well as learning the beautiful skill of how to coach people. So now I coach working single moms one-to-one. I see them where they are in all the mess, winging it day to day somehow, and they transform themselves in a way that feels true to them. Thanks, Kate. Pam, how about you? You were already kind of working in some sort of counseling, coaching, right? Through your church before you became a coach. Yes. Before I certified with the Life Coach School, my husband and I are marriage coaches. So life coaching is something I'd always been attracted. Well, not always, but many years I've been attracted to. I read books about it. I was very passionate about self-development. So I've gone through lots of personal development activities. And so with that, I discovered, you know, that I really enjoy doing it for myself and I would love to help others develop as well. So it was something that I would think about and I would kind of push to the back of my mind, you know, life would get to move in and I would just push it back because I was working full time. And then I have three children as well. So after a while, though, I got the opportunity to retire early. (laughs) And so with that, in the meantime, I had also gotten this opportunity to begin to coach couples through friends of ours in the church. And so I started doing that coaching. And with doing that coaching for married couples, I was like, oh, this is something I want to further develop. I want to really just really hone in and develop this skill even more from a formal place. And so I found the Life Coach School and it has transformed my life even more. I was already transformed, but even to a greater extent. So I'm able to take what I was doing and incorporate many of the skills and everything that I've learned from the Life Coach School. And it's just a very fulfilling new career for me pretty much. So I did take the retirement and this is what I do. I now coach, but I'm not just going to be doing marriage coaching, but I'm going to be also doing for wives specifically for wives. And I'm, I'm choosing right now, I'm looking at it as the winning wife, you Mm -hmm. know, the winning wife. And we're going to go through and, you know, just kind of deal with that perspective in the marriage of the wife. And when she's feeling really disconnected with her husband and how she can become reconnected and therefore have more intimacy and be more in love. You know how you hear people say, I'm, 
I love him, but I'm not in love, you know, but we want you to be in love. So that's a little bit about me. Oh, thanks, Pam. And so needed, by the way. Mm -hmm. Anna, who inspires us all, started her journey at 69. And can we just say that you are like the coach to give all of us wisdom oh. <laughs> of all your life years? <laughs> it could be I, any niche you want, but really. <laughs> I, I do have a lot of life experience, that's for sure. And really thankful to be here today and to be invited by Candace for her podcast. And I love each one of these women on the screen. We've got an amazing group. And I just wanted to shout out to them. But anyway, just to get to know me just a little bit. I have raised seven amazing children and all of them. I had natural childbirth with no painkillers and I even had twins in there. So I think I'm a rock star just thinking I could do that. I have 21 grandkids and I think I'm a fabulous grandma and I think they think I'm really funny. They think I'm crazy. And I have exercised daily since I was 14 years old and I was divorced nine years ago and I had been married for 37 years. So I've had to navigate through that. And I consider myself, I'm really kind and I'm really compassionate and I'm really determined and I'm resilient and I'm a rock star in my own life. <laughs> and that's kind of what I wanted to tell you about me personally. And I guess I was going to say what I've done, like as far as jobs, but I think I'll just go to, I've always wanted to be a counselor or help people since I was younger. I always felt like that I had a gift to be able to empower others and show love to them and listen to them. And I went to a local college and got my bachelor's in psychology and my kids, the youngest was out of high school, but I never did get a job. And I remember they said, you need to get your master's. And I thought we don't have enough money. So to make a long story short, it'll be a year and a month. In September 15th, my mom passed away of COVID and I thought if I died 20 years, I'm 69, she died at 89, what would I regret? And it was that you never went for your dream to be a life coach. And so she had a little extra money that came to me and I got the $21,000 and thought, yeah, that is such a big investment, but now it changed my whole life. And I'm so excited and I love my mom. She was my cheerleader. And I think I'll just drop it at that right now, but thanks. Wow. That's amazing, Deanna. And I just was hearing some construction behind me in my house. So hopefully I muted myself really quickly. So hopefully that won't interrupt. But, you know, as you can tell, we just have a group of such amazing women who are so diverse. And I just love how coaching can really be so niched to the point where you can find someone for what you need. I'm going to start by talking for a few minutes and I'm going to allow all of these women to talk a little more about their programs but I'm going to talk a little bit more about my program and what I do and how I help people. So I would say a majority of the women that come to me, they don't know it, but they're stuck in some sort of grief. I'd like to describe grief as something more than just death. A lot of times we think of grief as, you know, dying or loss, but grieving is really anything that happens when there's a sudden change and it's out of our control and it affects our life. And all of a sudden we go through the grief cycle of, you know, denial, anger, bargaining, depression, and then we stop and we don't get to that place of acceptance. And then bargaining is really what they come to me for, which is those constant ruminations and those negative thoughts. They can also be limiting beliefs, but that is really the heaviest portion of what they're dealing with. I want you to think about a time when you just felt really upset about something or 
you were really sad or you really didn't want something to be the way it was. Like you didn't want to accept it. And those heavy thoughts that continue to run through your mind. So what I do is I do a lot of mindset work and reframing work with people that have these negative thoughts, these ruminations. We first do a lot of digging to find where they're coming from, but I help them understand their mind because the mind does not want the body to feel pain. It's very interesting. The mind wants to keep your body from feeling like external pain and internal pain. But the problem is if it's sadness, if it's depression, if it's any other emotion in there that we're grieving, we have to let it out or it comes out in unhealthy ways. Rumination being one, sometimes addictive behaviors happen, other things happen as well. We reframe their mindset. We take the thoughts that they're currently thinking and we start to really live in truth. Like what is the truth right now? What is actually happening? And we start to reframe a little bit over time with what, what I call ladder thoughts. So if your mind is in the dumpster, I can't give you an affirmation that's going to arch and turn it around and make it a 180. The brain won't believe it. So like if you think you're fat and I tell you to write, I'm skinny and beautiful all over your home, your brain is going to reject those statements. So ladder thoughts are Thoughts that either neutralize what you're currently thinking or make it slightly elevated to where your brain can believe it. And then you start building neural pathways just a little bit at a time as your mind and your body continue to support them. And then I teach them how to learn how to feel their emotions and release their emotions as we're doing this, this mindset work. And then if they are in a bad situation, we might talk about boundaries and getting them to a better situation. But mostly those negative thoughts come from resisting the truth of your reality and also resisting your emotions, not wanting to feel your emotions. So that's what I do a lot of mindset and emotional work on. And I just, the one thing I'd like you to take away from what I'm saying is that you grieve every single day. It, it might just be for a few seconds, right? But just even a memory of a blue van going down the street and your mom used to drive a blue van might spark you into some thoughts that might last for a few hours. I mean, grieving is any time we don't want to accept reality, we get stuck in that. And so my job as a coach is to get them to the point where they live in this beautiful last stage of grief, which is acceptance, which is where truth is, where peace is. And then they can handle that. They can tell themselves the truth. They can handle it because they know how to handle their emotions. And anyway, it's really beautiful work. It's intense. It takes a lot of work, takes a lot of homework, a lot of just self-discovery, but I would say within three months, I, I have people come to me that have been in counseling for years and within three months, they're, they're great. Like they have completely healed, you know, so I really help to heal people's minds and their emotions as well. How about you, Valerie? 
Well, Candice, I focus on helping women very much like myself to overcome their weight loss problems or issues that they have. And I do that by helping them to understand how our bodies naturally work. A lot of the clients that come to me, they've tried all types of diets and pills and potions and programs, and they've exercised. And many of them feel like they're broken because a lot of the information that is given to us about losing weight and how to lose weight and counting calories and exercising more than you eat and all of those types of beliefs that they come to me with really do not permanently help people lose weight. Now, you can lose weight following uh, normal diet programs or weight watchers, and, and you get temporary results. And in many cases, these women have lost weight for years and then a shift in hormones because of menopause or being premenopausal or childbirth, things that shift our hormones. What they were doing as a young girl or as a young adolescent no longer works. And it's because our body's hormone production changes as we age and we get older. And we really need to teach and understand how our bodies function, you know, how insulin and ghrelin and leptin, how they work in our bodies. And once you have that information, you can start to use nutrition to balance your hormones and to actually get your body to function in its natural state the way that it's supposed to. The other piece of teaching and in coaching is the mind drama piece of it because there's two different types of hunger there's physical hunger which a lot of people they eat so frequently that they don't even really ever experience true hunger and then there's the emotional hunger which comes from a lot of what you were talking about the mind drama the pain, the being taught all of our lives to seek comfort from food, that when our bodies are trying to avoid both mental and physical pain, we turn to wanting to comfort ourselves or to cover up that pain. And when we do that, very often we do it with food. We're taught as young children, oh, someone made you feel bad? Well, have a cookie and you'll feel better. Those types of thoughts that we carry into our adulthood, they're not horrible thoughts, but if every time we encounter uh, an emotion that we don't want to feel, we eat a cookie, then we will definitely be overeating and be overweight. So it's learning how to manage the mind drama and learning how our bodies are naturally supposed to work in educating people so that they can get to their natural weight and so they can live their lives and process pain and unwanted emotion without food. And it's a journey that once you understand how 
to do this, how to process urges and how to be able to identify the difference between physical hunger and sensations and mental drama that you're creating yourself and how to overcome those types of things, you can use this for so many things in your life. So I feel like not only am I a weight loss coach and when I help people to lose weight and and move on and not have to worry about ever regaining the weight, they also have tools that they take into the rest of their life that they can use to change other parts of, of things that they want to do differently in their life. Thank you, Valerie. That's amazing. I, I love the the life coach's approach to weight loss. It really is, you know, having the, not just the diet, but the mental piece of it, I think helps people succeed. I think that's a huge part of why a lot of diet programs are not successful. You know, programs like Weight Watchers and Food, you know, Anonymous and Noom and, you know, there's numerous types of programs where they teach you about eating in moderation and those types of things. But let's face it, most people are emotional eaters. We eat when we get stressed out. We eat when we are celebratory. When was the last time you went to a birthday party and didn't eat cake? You know, it's part of our culture. And I'm not saying that it's a bad part of our culture. I'm saying that as part of the coaching program, you have to learn to change your relationship with food so that it's not a source of entertainment. I love that. Thank you. Jenna, tell us more about your program. I have to tell you, I think for the longest time, everyone thought, well, I don't know about everyone, but there was kind of this rumor of like, don't go to interior design. You're going to starve. You're not going to make any money or you're going to end up at a furniture store or selling furniture. And I just love what you are doing. You are thriving. You're making good money. And you're such an inspiration for these designers out there of what is possible. So would you mind just sharing a little bit more about like your program and what you do online and your groups? Absolutely. But I have to say, Valerie just, she was calling my name every time she says eat a cookie when it gets stressed because she knows that's what I do. (laughs) But I love the way that if she puts weight loss into context, it's very step-by-step. It's very approachable. Like I cling to every word she says when she speaks about weight loss, because I can understand it in a term that are in a way that no one's ever put it before. So that kind of, it, it helps me. I mean, I'm going to be her first client, obviously. But even though I've been through the life coach school, she still puts it in a different method because she studies it. She's experienced it. She's, she's totally right on when we get stressed, we eat a cookie. I, I am so guilty of that. And then she said something new today about going to a party and not eating cake. Oh gosh, I'm for the cake. I'm there for the cake. <laughs> there for the person, I'm there for the cake. So anyways, my, my point is, is that step-by-step, we have to learn step-by-step. So as an interior designer, it is a luxury to have your house designed and have a building design or something of the source. So you know, if our economy is well, we boom. If it's not, we don't. It's just part of it. But there's a lot of other 
aspects that go into interior design. And I love every bit of it. Love everything architecture, love everything design. I went to school 10 years for it. And it was very interesting to me to learn that I found a gap. I found my niche and I found a gap when interior designers would communicate to their clients, they were communicating in words. And as an interior designer, it's our job to show a visual. So with the birth of computers, nobody drew anymore. Nobody sketched anymore. When I was in college, I was taught to sketch and draw and, and use markers and color and do it really quickly. So we could communicate what we were trying to say to our contractors, to our tradesmen, and especially to our client. So they stopped doing it due to, due to computers. So I am slowly but surely bringing all of that back. But the coaching aspect of it, what I found was interesting is that I teach these interior designers how to do this, use their hand skills and keep this tool under their tool belt so they can use everything they need and have everything at their fingertips at any point in time. But they are truly scared to make the mark on the paper. And you would think that's kind of childish, but it really isn't because like I said, we are so judgmental in everything that we do, everything that we design. And when I've realized that just changing your thoughts, which that's what we do is our, our thoughts get to us every time. Changing our thoughts before we sit down to do a drawing makes a tremendous difference. I've had students that have emailed me and sent me exactly what I told them to do. And they're like, this is all wrong. Oh my God. And come to find out, I'm like, hold up. Okay. Okay. Now that I've been through the coaching method, tell me your thoughts. What are you thinking? What are you feeling? And we'll go through all of this. And in the end, the result is they're doing it right. They did it right. They just think they did it wrong. So they ball their paper up and throw it in the garbage. And I'm like, no, we don't do that in my, my class. We, we walk you through it. But every single time in the end, they have done the technique correct. They've done it right. And when I've taught them how to change their thoughts, they are on fire. So it's a little different just sitting down and saying, hey, let's, let's draw this box. But I can't draw it right. Sure you can. I'm going to teach you how, step by step just like Valerie teaches weight loss step-by-step. Step. So it's very intimidating. I just went through a launch for a new class that I did. And halfway through the class, I realized my copy was wrong because people were scared of what I was selling, scared of what I was teaching them to do because they have no experience. And when I changed my copy and told them that you can do this, I'm going to make a mark, you're going to make a mark. I'm going to make this mark, you're going to make this mark. And when they realized that and I changed my copy and they did it, it's just like gold to them. So it's, it's great. I love the coaching aspect of it and I've used it on myself, just like we all have. I've sat down and when I'm doing a really big rendering for a very big designer, I have to sit down and change my thoughts and I run the model through my head. I write it down, think about it, coach myself, and then I walk on through what I'm doing and the result is 100% perfect at the end. Yeah, I love that. And I love, you know, the thought reframing. And I think each of us kind of talked about that. And that's the biggest piece I think about coaching is, is taking where you are and what thoughts are. And we learn that thoughts create results, right? So where your thought is now and what result is that creating and where do we need to be? And we can talk more about the model and, and how, how we do that more. But I think that for me, uh, you know, 
that's what differentiates coaching from counseling, I think, is that thought model, that thought reframing, really being able to get yourself to a place where, you know, you control the results. That's exactly right. How about you, Kate? Hey, yeah, firstly, I just wanted to, I wasn't even planning on talking about this. I wanted to talk about working single moms like me, but I am an air traffic controller. I deal with some of the busiest traffic over London and I train a lot of people as well. And I wanted to just say what Shannon said about the thoughts is so important. So when I've got trainees and they're not confident at all, it's almost like a bullshit fake it till you make it. So when they're feeling underconfident, they sound underconfident and therefore the pilots question all them all the time, which we don't want. I always say pilots are like sharks and they smell blood. And if one of them questions you, then somebody else questions you. And then all of a sudden it's all out of control. But when you start saying like, how do you want to feel? You want to feel confident, right? How would you think? What would you have to think to make yourself feel confident? It's like Valerie said, you know, you have one, one little aim of coaching, but then you have so many byproducts that come off the side of it. So for me, my self-development journey, it came as a bit of a surprise, really, the beginning of it. I never expected to be a single mom. That's what happened when my now ex-husband left me with two little boys who were three and one. As Candice said earlier on, I live in a completely different country from, from my family. They're all in the north of Scotland. I live in the south of England. They were all hundreds of miles away. And even though I had a really supportive bunch of friends, I felt like I would be a bit of a burden to them to ask them for help. So I just kind of got on with it alone. And for years, years and years, my whole life just revolved around my kids, my work, food shopping, and the house renovation that my ex-husband had started. That was it. Those four things for years and years. Kids, work, getting the food in, doing the house. That was it. I was so grateful that I was so busy, to be honest. Like most people say they have a to-do list as long as they're arm. I made myself a to-do list that was head to toe of four people in a row. It was my form of buffering, to be honest, just being busy. Anytime my own feelings of heartbreak or loneliness or sadness would threaten to come up, I would literally like push them away and just crack on with my list. Even till I don't know, 9, 10, 11, maybe even midnight. On the outside, I seemed fine. Everyone told me how amazing I was doing. But on the inside, the little voice inside my head was just always there, just saying, you're not good enough, not doing it right, you're failing. I felt like I was failing myself. I felt like I was failing my kids. And it just left me in this constant state of guilt and overwhelm and exhaustion, really. The evenings when the kids were in bed was when those feelings would threaten to come up. So my default was to almost drown it out. So I put on podcasts and I came across the Life Coach School podcast, which just blew me away in every way. The information that I got from that and the knowledge all about the primitive brain and how the little voice in my head didn't have any authority over me, why it was there, what it was for the fact that there was another way, it was, it was just incredible. So over time, like a long time, I did get a, an awareness of my thoughts and how they made me feel and therefore how I acted. And then I learned how to control them. So as a control freak, this is a great thing. And then I figured out how to choose them. Like amazing. Just the transformation that I experienced was, was incredible. So 
I finally managed to let go of the guilt, the mom guilt, and then live my life, like my life for me, how I wanted. That's like major for me. So now, most of the time, I'm pretty calm. I'm fun and confident and peaceful. What you were saying before, Candice, about being in that in that time of like acceptance, you said at peace. I feel that now, like at peace with myself and at peace with my past and the mistakes I've made and the triumphs and my past choices and everything that's got me to here with you beautiful people. So now I feel like I'm mostly rocking the working single mom life. It's a huge passion of mine. I just want all moms in the whole world to know that they don't have to suffer with this guilt and overwhelm and exhaustion. Many moms that I speak to, they don't even think it's possible. Like it's just the stuff of pipe dreams to be able to enjoy your life whilst working and raising kids all by themselves. But it's not, it's a possibility to find a life coach and get it done. <laughs> I love that, Kate. And thank you so much for being so vulnerable. Like I could just tell, you know, this is really your story. And I think anytime a coach comes from a place of, you know, that was their story, you know, each one of us, I think it's, it's been our struggle and we coach ourselves and now we're trying to help other people. So we have both the life experience, the coaching experience, just the wisdom to help other people. So I love, I love that you're doing that. How about you, Pam? Let's see. So many of us women who, you know, we grow up and we want to get married and we kind of envision ourselves as marrying that Prince Charming or that Night in shining armor comes along and sweeps us off our feet. And sometimes it can feel like that or what, whatever the case, you end up getting married, which is usually a dream of ours, right? And we're so happy and excited and we're married. But as time goes on, the newness certainly wears off. And you're like, you can find that you're like, what in the world? <laughs> Who in the world? <laughs> like, this is not what I thought it would be. <laughs> and so I can kind of say I found myself in that place after over 15 years of marriage. I was committed to the marriage. I love the whole family dynamic. I love my husband, but I just was feeling like we are very, very different. And, you know, in the beginning, you kind of don't pay attention to the, the differences as much, you know, but as time goes on, it's like the differences seem like they're screaming, like, oh my God, he's this and I'm that. And we think so differently. And that's just how I felt. And it bothered me a lot. And it was something that I tended to focus on, unfortunately. And with that, I became very distant in my marriage because, you know, I just felt like, you know, there is not a lot of compatibility here. And I became kind of distant. But it was so amazing because I didn't even have life coaching skills or anything back then per se, but I began to go down a path of self-discovery of myself because it's amazing because often when we become judgmental of another person, it's that same judgment that we have toward ourselves. And I was really feeling like as in a whole, I'm just not enough. And so with me thinking I'm not enough, <laughs> I was also thinking he's not enough, you know, didn't realize all that, but that was what was going on. And that's, you know, can be the case for many people where you kind of scrutinize and everything, and, you know, we like to call it the manual, you know, because with this knight in shining armor and or whatever we pictured, we kind of have this book almost of what we think this, our husbands will be. 
And so when they are not kind of checking these things off that we have in our manual, we, you know, we could just become very discontent and want out. So anyway, in my path of self-discovery, I began to learn more about who I am. And I just began to take myself down the path of appreciation. First, I wanted to discover who is Pam really? You know, who, who am I? Who, who? And, you know, I'll flip-flop between things I've now learned. You know, in the life coach school, you know, we've learned that you pretty much can decide who you are. You, you can make the decision for your identity of who you are. Anyway, I decided, you know, I came to kind of understand myself. And with myself, understanding more of myself, I began to just have more of an understanding for him and who he is. You know, because I began to do all of these assessments and I would have them do them too. And we would kind of learn things about each other. And I just began to let go of that manual. And with letting go of that manual, I, there is an overwhelming acceptance for him being the creation God made him to be. And that he is enough and I am enough. So anyway, I get a little emotional because that one was deep, deep, deep for me. So with that, I just want women to know that number one, they are enough. And to understand and learn how to accept whom, you know, they've chosen to be in a marriage with. You know, of course, you know, it's not so simple all the time. But often there's a lot in our minds that we have going on that no one else knows about, including him, you know, because of that, you know, we work ourselves into doing things that work against our relationships instead of helping to build them up. You have these thoughts that are not serving you, that you pretty much feel like are truth, you know, but in actuality, there are simply sentences going through your head <laughs> that they're, they're not factual. And even if they are, is it serving you? Is it serving you? And so, you know, that's a bit of what I've learned and then some of what I just discovered on my own. But all in all, there is this strong desire for me to share with women how you too can reconnect in your marriage. Because it's almost like it's, there's been a break. And it's like you want to put the two, two wires back together for the spark. And you can have it. I am a witness that you can have it. So that's what I love and coaching on. And I want to share with the world. Pam, and I love that. I love it. <laughs> and I know you struggled for a while after school, like wondering what your niche should be. Did, and I as did. you started crying, I'm like, there's her niche. There it is. <laughs> there's her passion. <laughs> you know, I was thinking finances and this. You got but whenever it. I touch on this one, it's like, woo -hoo -hoo -hoo. <laughs> You got it, girl. And that is a good one. That is a really good one. How about you, Deanna? I just enjoy everybody's what they told, how they got here. It just, I always, always start crying. But anyway, I love you guys. So anyway, mine, I, I started videos on Instagram when I wanted to get out there to know who I am. And it, it was re reinventing myself and becoming a life coach at 69. And so I started doing them and I was scared spitless, but I did them. So then when I was thinking, okay, I need to get a niche. And a niche, if you don't know what it is, it's where you kind of hone down what you're going to coach on. And I didn't want to. I wanted to be a general coach and coach everyone. But I finally got a niche, so I want you guys to listen to it. It's pretty fun. So since I'm 69, I want to help women that are older, like say from their 50s to 90s or 100, however long you live. So here's what I put. 
rocking into the 50s and 60s and crushing the 70s and 80s. How to become a rock star in your own life and choose deliberately to live your ideal life and physically, emotionally, mentally, and spiritually just to up-level your life. And three things that I think that are most important to people, they, they've proven this, and it's in this order. One, health. The second, happiness. And the third, love. And so I feel like in the program that I've written up and ready to start marketing soon is that I feel like I can help you learn how to do that with all my life experience. And so I have this thought that I want you to listen to for a second here. Do you know you are 100% worthy, but struggle to truly believe it? You're not alone. I can help you. And in my program, I explore different things like your worthiness or your self-confidence and loving yourself and loving your body and having a good self-image and just living your dreams. And so that's kind of like what I'm, that's what I want to coach on. Even though I always wanted to coach on everything, I feel like I've had to do a lot of things to reinvent myself after my divorce, after losing my mom, after just, there's just, you know, how life is. And I feel like I could help people navigate through it and they can learn from my mistakes and then learn that our thoughts, we can change them and actually have the life that we want. And so that's basically what my, my coaching, I want to just hone in on. Just wanted to say that I appreciate each one of you and I can feel your spirits when you're talking and I know you'll be amazing coaches and, and I know that I'll be amazing coach too, because we've done what it takes, the work and it's hard and you have to be committed. You can't just say, oh, I'll try it. If you're not committed, it won't work. Deanna, I have to tell you that I absolutely love that. And I, what I've noticed is I've worked with the elderly, just volunteered and stuff. And I've noticed that as they retire, they start to lose their passion. They lose their purpose. And so I just, I love that. I Great. really, really love that. Good Thank job. You. I, I hope that goes well for you. I have a question that I want all of us to circle around and answer, and then I'll have us close with one last thought and you can give everyone your information and how they can contact you. Why coaching? And that's what I want you to answer. Why, why do coaching? And the one reason for me personally that I'm going to say to people is that I tried counseling for so many years. It did give me some tools, some skills, but it left me in this kind of victim mindset mentality. Like I didn't, it didn't give me this platform to build and move forward. And so I felt like I was really, really stuck. And then when things would come up again and there would be problems, I thought, oh, I got to go back to counseling. But the last time I thought, no, it's, I, I don't want to do this again. I don't want to go back through my childhood. I don't want to go back through, you know, all of the past. Counseling is really causal thinking coaching is really future thinking. It's all about thought reframing and it's about self-accountability and you cannot make progress unless you are accountable for yourself instead of blaming other people. It doesn't matter what other people have done to you up to this point. It matters what you do right now to go forward. And that's what coaching will teach you. And that's what coaching taught me. I was very stuck in the grief cycle for so many years. I was so, so angry. I don't look like an angry person, but I'm telling you I was. <laughs> it was a lot of internal anger. But anyways, that's why I want so much 
for people is to feel peace, to be out of that anger, that depression, that denial, that bargaining and worrying. And, and I know you can get there, but you have to tell yourself the truth. And sometimes it takes someone else to help you get there. And so that's why I think a coach can be really, really good for you. So that's why coaching is powerful for me. How about you, Val? I think coaching, because I think often we have natural gifts, gifts that sometimes we see as maybe obstacles or when we're very young, we we don't understand how to use them or what their purpose is in our lives. And for me, being able to talk to people, to have people be able to connect with me, tell me things that they they probably shouldn't have told me or that I was surprised that they picked me to share it with. It's been a gift that I used as a leader. And now through all of the teachings that I have learned, I realized that this really was a gift of mine. And that I almost feel that it's necessary for me to use that gift to help other people. And so when I recognized that I had this gift that people wanted to talk to me and that I could, I could help them, then it became, what am I going to help them with? Well, for 30 years, it was helping them with their careers, right? But then when I fell into having my own struggles and and struggling with weight and struggling with being an emotional eater, being able to overcome that, to go through the process and create this process myself and learn so much from that. Now I feel like not only do I have this gift of being able to connect with people, but I have this knowledge where I can help them to overcome something that just like me, they have struggled with most of their lives and they don't know the right answer. They need help to get or to have the support to be able to get to their natural weight. So for me, coaching came very naturally, but I think being able to help people in just show them and lead them and be there for them is is just such a humbling and beautiful experience. Thanks, Val. How about you, Shannon? <clears throat> I think for me, what I realized was that I have a business coach. I've had her going on now a year and a half. And the whole year and a half that I have been with her, she has never told me what to do. She has never gave me her recommendations, nor has she gave me her opinion, or did she make the decision for me. She helped me recognize my thoughts in a way that I made the decision myself. I made the move myself. And I, she helped me realize my thoughts around whatever the issue I was having or whatever obstacle I was having. And since I've had her, I have transformed my business into a, a six-figure income by myself. It wasn't with her telling me what to do. We all think that life coaching is 
us telling you what to do, but it's really not that, it's not that at all. We just help you recognize your own thoughts that you're having. And like we've all said, and I, I still resonate with what Valerie says, we get down to the reason why, why we want to eat that cookie. I've just been told you stress, you eat a cookie, but why are you wanting to eat the cookie? And that's something that my life coach has done for me is to help me get down to the solution, get down to the problem and figure that out with her help. Again, no, no, you need to be on medication. No, you need to do this. No, you need to divorce your husband. No, you need to, it, it's not that at all. And I think that's misled a lot. So I wouldn't go a day in my life now without a life coach. And probably I'm fixing to add a couple more to my life. But I, I think it's a very valuable tool. And even if, I mean, I remember when I got my life coach, I didn't have a lot of money, but I just did it. I knew it could change me. I knew it could, could help me in so many ways. And whatever, whatever reason you're looking for a coach, especially in the mental health area, like Candace says, I mean, I just think that's phenomenal for us to live in this cycle of grief all the time. And that's our own thoughts. And that's what a life coach does is help you recognize those, your own thoughts. Go ahead, Kate. Oh, this is a good one. You and I had a conversation ages ago, Candice, about how British people are like coconuts, hard on the outside and soft in the middle. <laughs> so true. We don't talk about our feelings enough over here. We're stuck in a primitive brain state, I feel, and that's a dark and dangerous place. We need to talk about it more. We need to identify what our thoughts are, what's causing it, and how how to move forward from there. My passion is moms, working single moms. I love the moms, just everything they do. We all talk about as coaches how we just come from a place of unconditional love. And I just feel that so much for all the working single moms out there trying their absolute best because happy moms equals happy kids. And that's what makes the world go around, really. Yeah, coaching for me was a great one. It started me off looking more internally and questioning things like Shannon said, don't tell everybody what to do. For me, it was like the analogy of a huge, big balloon, like a huge, big belief system, what I believed a good mom was and what I was failing to match up to this huge, big balloon. When coaches started asking me questions, poking little holes in the balloon, it didn't all deflate at once, but it did over time. And I could unpick all those beliefs and peel back the layers of where my beliefs had come from and what I wanted to decide they were going forward. And that's the power for me. Thank you, Kate. How about you, Pam? The power of coaching, number one, it shows you yourself. Just like Kate was just saying, you get to see your belief system. It just shows you who you are and, you know, how you think about yourself. And with that, once you kind of see, okay, this is who I am and my belief system, then you get to decide who you want to be or who you are. You kind of see what's there and then you get to decide who am I, who is Pam, who am I as a wife, who am I as a mom or, you know, who am I? And then that's empowering, very empowering because you get to decide. And then you can, with that, you know, determine you want to be your best self, you know, your best self. How do you want to show up? You get, you have the power, you know, and that's one of the things I've gotten out of coaching is how much power we have to decide 
you know, it seems like we just are, can sometimes feel like we just going to back and forth and just everything is just happening to us. And, you know, and we have no say in it, but we do have a say in it. And, and that show that empowerment is really something that can come out of coaching that empowerment. And then a few other things you learn to love yourself, to have your own back. You know, I told you all, I didn't feel like I was enough, you know, questioning myself, my worth. But you get to have, your, you learn how to have your back and have compassion for yourself and love yourself. And then with that, that responsibility of owning your responses and your behaviors, you know, that as well, all can, you know, help to make you the best you you can be. So that's what coaching can do for you. You know, it can just take you to a group from good to great, or if you're not good, can get you to good, but it definitely can make such a huge difference in your life. Thanks, Pam. How about you, Deanna? When I was thinking about it, I got to coach with each one of you during our peer coaching, and I learned something from everyone. And, but it just popped in my mind, well, if I had gone to Pam, maybe I wouldn't have got a divorce. I would have been to figure out the half the problem <laughs> me. And I thought about I don't want to change it. I know I'm supposed to be where I'm at, but I'm thinking, okay, I might not have even gone divorced. And then I just thought of this because all of you helped me. But one time I was coaching with Kate and it always came up that I'm not good enough. I'm too old. I'm the oldest one in the group trying to be a coach. Nobody's going to want an old coach. And I can't remember as good. My memory's not as good. And my shoulder aches, whatever. And I was going off on. And then she just says, you know, wonder why you think that. And she said, listen to this list that you have and she had written it out and I thought wow it acts like you hate yourself and but I don't really hate myself she goes now if you were talking to your kids or your grandkids what would they say about you doggone it I wrote that the list is so long and I like got tears and I read it pretty much at least once a week I wrote it out and I thought they think that you're awesome that you're amazing that you're determined they are so proud of you they think that you've been strong during your divorce. They think you're amazing trying to be a life coach. They go, oh, that's so cool, grandma. And it's just, I realized all the things that I had accomplished and that I was a good daughter and I was a good sister and all these things that I never felt like that. And I still struggle with it sometimes, but I'm so much better. And that's why I want to empower other people. But you need someone else to show you. If I didn't have that list, I didn't realize what would your family say about you? What did your kids say? And it was the most amazing stuff. And I thought, you know, I think this stuff's true. So that's the greatest thing with coaching for me. Anyway, thanks. Thanks, Deanna. I'd like everybody to just leave with one last thought and then also give your contact information if somebody would like to contact you about coaching. Also, if you just remind them what kind of coaching that you do. My one last thought is that, you know, it's to reframe your thinking from where it is now to get to somewhere better you have to be taught that because the brain won't believe these really lofty affirmations. It needs to be taught to bend a little bit at a time. Build this. And that's something that I can help teach you is to slowly over time, give your mind thoughts that your brain will believe that are slightly better and to just immerse you in that truth. So you feel the peace of your reality. And again, I'm just a coach that helps with peace and self-confidence and helps women work through, through grief and negative thoughts. So if you would like to contact me, I'm also running a special for August and September. I'm doing two free coaching sessions right now. 
but I'm on Instagram at Candice Miller coaching and it's C-A-N-D-I-C-E Miller coaching. How about you, Val? I think the last thing that I would like to share, it's around thoughts and feelings. And we have all of these negative thoughts. And we think that when we're starting a weight loss journey and we want to lose weight, that we have to be motivated. We have to be motivated to keep going. And I'm going to tell you that it's not motivation that's going to keep you going. What's going to keep you going is in spite of not wanting to do it in spite of how you feel today, right now in this moment, you've got to take action anyway, because you have to learn to manage your mind and give up immediate gratification for long-term goals and success. And that's not only true in weight loss, it's true in every aspect of our lives. And if we have goals and we want to change things in our life, change is hard and we're going to resist it because it's natural for us to want to resist it. It's natural for our primitive brains to want everything to stay exactly the way it is. In spite of that, you're going to have to push past the resistance and take actions one small step every day towards your goal. And when you do that, you will find yourself one day achieving your impossible goal. And that builds self-confidence and that leads you to dreams that you couldn't even imagine coming true. I do weight loss coaching. I focus mostly with women who are trying to balance their hormones and, and get to a natural weight. And I am also on Instagram and you can find me at Valerie L. Conley Coaching on Instagram. And I should have my website up and available by the end of August. So there will be a link on my Instagram to be able to connect to me directly through my website. Thanks, Valerie. All right, Shannon. I would say go get yourself a coach. That would be my best advice that you could do because like Pam said, you can have your own back at any time. And there's nothing better than having your own back and being able to conquer that, manage those thoughts and overcome any fear or any type of obstacle that you have. You can do that if you have a life coach in, in whatever way that you can. So go get yourself a coach and blow your own mind. That's what I did. I teach interior designers or upcoming interior designers how to level up their hand skills so they can sell their designs with communicating them through visuals instead of words. My website is Shannon Williams. It's S-H-A-N-N-I-N Williams, W-I-L-L-I-A-M-S.com. Or you can find me on the gram. I'm always on there. Um, it's Shannon with an I underscore Williams. And her Instagram is amazing. You see all of her beautiful architectural drawings and anyway, check her out. How about you, Kate? Just a shout out to all the working single moms out there. You are so much stronger than you give yourself credit for. You don't have to struggle with the juggle of everyday life. It's all good. Find yourself a life coach. Find out how to not only just enjoy your life on the surface, but love it 
from the right deep core of yourself to find out how to absolutely embrace every single day. I don't have a website. I haven't written a program. I don't send out weekly emails, but for me, one-to-one is where the magic happens. So I'm on Instagram at Kate A Coaching, K-A-T-E-A Coaching. So find me and DM me and we can take it from there. Thanks, Kate. Go ahead, Pam. Well, my last thought would be that you get to decide how you show up and you get to create the life you desire to have. So coaching will allow you, or you will learn through coaching, how to create the life that you want. You have that power. You get to decide. And so that's what I would like to leave you with. I'm a life coach who specializes in um, helping wives, helping wives to reconnect with their husbands and rekindle the fire within their marriages. So I don't, I'm like, hey, I don't have a website yet. I don't have any of that set up, but I am on Instagram and I love one-on-one coaching as well. And you can reach me at Pamela, P-A-M-E-L-A-H, Reed, R-E-E-D. That's it. It's not coaching, but Pamela H. Reed on Instagram. That's my handle. Reach out to me. I love to work with you. I actually do have a program that will be coming on. And if you're a wife who would be looking to participate in my program, please DM me and let me know because I would love to have you be a part of it. This will be our fir- my first group. So we're going to walk through the program and, you know, it'll be great to just have you there and get all of your, you know, t- for you to develop through it and uh, provide feedback to me as well as to how it has helped you or, you know, what else you would like to see in it. Even. So Pamela H. Reed. Thank you. Thanks, Pam. Hey, Deanna. I have two thoughts that I wanted to leave with you that I really love. And the first one is beauty arises when the soul is satisfied. Mm. And the last one I always end on my Instagram every time I do a video. When you show up as yourself, you're totally amazing. And that really resonates with me. And so I I already said what I do, but I'm going to just say my my niche again rocking into the 50 and 60s and crushing the 70 and 80s how to become a rock star in your own life and just to deliberately live your ideal life and you can reach me i don't have a website yet either i am writing a program that i do want to pilot pretty soon so if anybody wanted that they could find me they could put interested in your program and it is in instagram it's deanna d-e-a-n-n-a and then sun, like the sun, S-U-N, because my kids all call me Sunny D. So it's Deanna, sun. And I'm going to go ahead and give you my phone number. And you could text that you're, yes, you're in, or you want to know more. So it's 707-498-9332. And I don't even know if that's against the rules, but everybody, so you can text me. And I do have a an invitation to all of you that would like the first free coaching. So, and you could just DM me on Instagram too, or text me. Thank you. All right. Wonderful ladies. Thank you so much for being here. And for all of our listeners, I also want to let you know that we are going to have this on Facebook. So you guys can see all these beautiful women's faces, including Deanna, who you're going to call her a liar for being 69 because she does not look 69. Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> 
<laughs> but head on over to Facebook so you can see this. And we really appreciate you listening to the podcast. And we hope that you reach out to our coaches if you have any more questions and we would love to help you. So thanks again for listening to the Peace Project. Thanks for listening to The Peace Project. If you like this podcast, go to iTunes and leave us a review. Thanks so much for joining us. We'll see you next time.